0: highland intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time
0: and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and
1: participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block. Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you for another half an hour here. Uh, We're with you two to four weekdays. Thanks to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul for sponsoring our show. They're open today, tomorrow through the weekend at 29th and Pine Lake. Before we dive into the NBA, uh, we've got Aaron on the text line saying, Hey guys, I had 21 points in the second half against Clarkson my senior year. Six of seven on threes, three of three from the foul line. My one miss was a blocked shot. How are you getting a three blocked, Aaron? Come on, man. You're six of six, and you get one blocked. Get space. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: crazy. Um, I don't even know what to say about that one. <laughs> so, what do you? What do you say?
0: If you had to guess, what do you think my high school career high was? Fifteen. I got nineteen on okay. seven and nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. I yeah. Again, our offense was pretty democratic. I think is the way I'll say it. I gave everyone on that team a bucket in summer ball, but we had a lot of guys whose best skill was offense. Mm. Where here's this question too. What position did I play? One, two, three, four, five. Three. I was a a three and a half or four. Granted, playing class C one basketball. I can get away with it. But yeah, starting at three, I was kind of that that glue guy. So That's pretty good though. I'll take it. Glue guy, nineteen. I'll take it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, we have zero seven seven eight saying February of nineteen ninety uh, Superior beat Fairbury on the road. I had fourteen and ten, but my teammate Doug had forty two and twenty. Forty two and twenty. Go get it. That's impressive. That is going and get it. It sure is. Um, keep those responses coming. Again, the best games you ever played in your high school career. We turn our attention though, just a handful of hours down south to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Strick, the Thunder are here. They've arrived. They're here. I mean, you think of them back in the early 2010s going up against uh, LeBron and the Heatles in the finals. KD, Russ, Harden, Ibaka, that whole crew. And then the Thunder tore it all down, right? Yeah. They, those guys start leaving one by one. They can't pay Harden. They keep Durant and Westbrook and Ibaka around. Then Durant leaves. Ibaka goes to Toronto, wins a title. It's just Russ. They ship him out to Houston later. It's been a long process for the Thunder to get back to where they're at. Um, that they trade for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Mm-hmm. They pick him up. That's been huge. But outside of that streak, it's been an incredible job drafting by GM Sam Presti. The Thunder, all they did was acquire picks, 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 picks. A lot of expiring contracts to get those picks as well. They have kind of wandered in the wilderness for so long. It's, number one, cool to see them have success. And number two, cool to see them have success with so much homegrown talent.
2: Man, I mean... They've got picks like up to, I think, 17 first-round picks. (laughs) In like seven or eight years. Yes. Like, there's so much that they can do, but it's like to a point right now, Austin, like, why would you? Like, things right now are so good. Why would you? Why would you? Like, you literally can – you're so set in a small market team Mm -hmm. with a young core of players – that you can literally assess them, right? Mm-hmm. Sign your two best when they're when they're qualifying offers and their offers come up or their bird rights, all of that stuff, hits. You can sign your two best players and still go out and find others. Or you, you don't have to do nothing until you really want to. hmm And then you don't really have to because you can just go out and draft. Mm-hmm. And bring another young, young core in. If you don't like what you see, you've got capital. Right. You can move that guy. Just, oh, my God. You have so many options. Shout out to their organization and their their GM and, and their ownership. And mm-hmm. they've done it right to me. Better than anybody. They've done it right. They took advantage of having an overhaul of, like, superstar talent and able to move them without getting hit hard mm-hmm. like other teams have now been hit like you look at the suns right now austin <sighs> the suns are dead if they if this doesn't work this 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 plan that they had
0: first of all i think it kills kevin durant's legacy his legacy was on life support already anyways but it, it this might be the final nail
2: because you 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 went and got it wasn't able to do it in kc okc oh, mm-hmm. you went and got it couldn't stay, but we understand why. It was really a Draymond Green, another situation with Poole, mm-hmm. similar to Poole. He goes, tries to make it happen, and does it on his own in Brooklyn. That fails miserably. Never got off the you ground. You kill Brooklyn mm-hmm. in their situation. Mm-hmm. Come over here, ask for what you ask, and you get what you asked for. Mm-hmm. Bradley Bill, Book, all of that. Able to get rid you of get Aiden Aiden's con- And now... You're unstuck because you have no draft capital.
0: I think for the next three, four years, mm-hmm. you're stuck. No draft capital, no bench. Really, no, bench. no, no. Even they haven't even had all three guys healthy and available for more than a few games this year. Yeah. So the experiment again has failed. And you look at you know Kevin Durant's teams, young with Russ and Harden in Ibaka. You throw him into the mix. Young Serge Ibaka slept on. He was he was legit. Golden State, you had the big three with him. Ste- big four again. Maybe KD needs four stars to make it work because three hasn't hasn't done the trick with Harden and um, Kyrie up in Brooklyn. Not enough. Maybe if Ben Simmons had stepped up, that would have been better. But Ben Simmons' career is a wall. Think right of now. what
2: Brooklyn unloaded. Some of these guys now are freaking
0: doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Look at
2: Jared Allen. They mm-hmm. had him. Mm-hmm. He's over mm-hmm. in Cleveland, balling out. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, man. Listen, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I guess they just they they're going. A lot of guys are chasing the now instead of allowing it to grow and develop, but
0: it's not working. And, and to that point, OKC allowing it to grow and develop. A lot of people are saying, make a trade, right? You know, use those assets to go get a star player. But Strick, they have the best offense in the West, they're right? In the now. Top ten in the few. I'm ahead. Yeah, and, if, and more than a handful of Defense. categories. They yeah, are they fine. They don't need nothing. Integrating someone like that, a star midseason with his own demands, into a, a culture that seems like it's rock solid, Would, don't mess with it. Ain't broke, don't fix it, it right? Not
2: broke, don't fix it. And you're seeing a star merge in Chet Holmgren as well. Shea Gillis, is uh, Alex, Alexander, is him. him. Mm-hmm. He is him. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't even really need Josh Giddey. You like no. him. Mm-mm. You like him, but it's mm-hmm. not something that you really need. They've got so many complimentary players to work around those guys that do and understand and and facilitate within their roles. Don't mess with it. Leave Mm -hmm. it alone. You're freaking Mm -hmm. you're 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 right behind
0: the number one one game out of of the West. And that's Minnesota. Leave it alone, bro. I want to go up and down this roster because there are a lot of interesting pieces. Davis Bertons has kind of bounced around the league. I like him as a floor stretching, you know, big veteran type of guy. Lou Dort out of Arizona State. The Dortcher Chamber, great defense, had a big game uh, in the playoffs or late in the regular season last year, shooting the ball. You mentioned Giddy, we'll see what happens with him. Um, Isaiah Joe has been fun from time to time. Trey Mann has played a pretty good role. Cason uh, Wallace, the rookie from Kentucky, I really like Cason Wallace. You have um, two Jalen Williamses, both of whom are playing their roles. You have Kendrick Williams kind of as the veteran, but it's it's the Shay Gilders alexander show, it's the Chet Holmgren show. Strick, which is more likely? Shea Gilgis-Alexander wins MVP or Chet Holmgren wins Rookie of the Year? Ooh. They both have great cases Ooh, right now. Both got great cases. And I don't know. They're definitely not going to let both of them win it. Imagine, though. Well, if OKC gets a top three.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You see, in the West, they just might. They could.
2: Who else Who else would be comparable in the Rookie of the Year for you? Who, who's your thoughts? It's pretty much
0: Chet and Wemby at this point. Would be my guess.
2: My thought is, it's political. They would give it to Wimby just on, I think Chet's more deserving. How much better does Chet have to be to overcome I, the politics? I, I just think they have to continue to win. Mm. But I think even in that, they would they would try to defer it out mm. and because they want to raise Wimby up. Like, look, look, Say what you will about the NBA, it's very political and it's political for a reason. It's political mm-hmm. because they have to try to gain ratings in a, in a losing rating, you know, time frame. Mm-hmm. You're losing ratings, you're losing, um, you know, you're, you're in, in negotiations of a TV deal. You've got all these other things. There's no one raving and rowling over Chet Holmgren. Then you bring Bull Bowl down there. Mm-hmm. Now you've got another Twin Tower uh, situation. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to use, you know what I mean, these dynamics to raise them up so that they can try to get that rating people wanting to see, people wanting to mm-hmm. be a part of and experience it again. That's what they're going to be trying to do. And that's why I think, unfortunately, Chet Holmgren is going to be the uh, the one who loses out in it.
0: Which is too bad because he was hurt last year. He's done a fantastic job in his first extended action. And even if it to some degree makes sense for the NBA to, to play that politics game, right? Wemby's the flash, he's the sizzle. I almost wonder, Strick, if that's chasing a short term game instead of a, a long term one. If they allow stars to, to bud naturally, I think, you know, if Chet Holmgren has better stats and has better team success, he deserves it. I agree. And I think it might be better for the league's credibility to not try and shoehorn Wemby into that role if he doesn't deserve it, because then you take a credibility knock, which is what you can't afford right now.
2: Especially with the way you... I I absolutely agree, and that's the hand that they're dealt right now, and that's the one that they're going to have to weigh in the balance. and It's going to come down to it, and we're going to see it
0: unfold right before our eyes. Mm A couple more kind of funny NBA things to throw out here before we uh, get you set up for old school with the crossover. Kawhi Leonard got teed up for the first... or. First time this year, fifth time in his career. Seems a little high for a robot like Kawhi Leonard, but Strick, I showed you this video uh,
1: and your reaction uh, was,
2: what did he do? Have you ever heard him laugh? <laughs> 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 I mean, he's, got the, he's got the funniest <laughs> laugh on earth to me.
0: <laughs>
2: but anyway, um, I thought it was it was whack. And this is this is the part that I can't stand about. You know, being a former referee, I can't stand sensitive referees.
0: You can't be just paper can't
2: thin be, and be oh a ref, gosh, right? You can't do it, especially at that level. Mm. And this goes to show, like, I mean, I, I went through the whole process and everything, and you know, okay, you know, I didn't, I went to G League training and all of that, but I tell you what, bro, it's when I saw the politics of it, it irked me so bad that I didn't even want to do it no more. Mm. You know, even at the collegiate level, I was like, Ugh. and so. Um, because I've seen games, and I understand the game from a multi-prong level. I understood it from a coach perspective, so knowing how to deal with coaches and and interact with them, mm-hmm. and in the understanding of their psyche in the situation, the emotions that mm-hmm. come forth in situation. Um, then I understand it from a player perspective. I understand the emotions of a game when a player is engaging in a, in a one-on-one battle, uh, is frustrated because of certain things. I can understand where that comes from so I can have a discussion with him and, and say, hey, man, I understand, I see you, but listen, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really get rapport with them. And then I understand it because then I studied it from a referee. Like, that was the part that I was missing, getting to see it from their perspective. And now I see it. Then there's things that you put whistles on. There's things that you pass on because it doesn't fit. And technicals in certain times and places, they just don't fit. That didn't fit, and I hate, I hate that. You know, you can have a discussion with him, you can have a talk with him, but that didn't fit at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He got bumped. You can understand the emotion of the moment and
0: pass on that.
2: He Say, didn't hey, make man, a what, big what, what, show of it. Issue? He what's put the... his
0: hands up and just said, yeah, "Come on, come on."
2: That's that. That was more. That was that was that wasn't as egregious as. Um, you know, Joey Crawford teeing up freaking uh, uh, Tim
0: Duncan. It wasn't as bad as that, but it's still bad. That's an all-timer. Yeah, that was an all-timer, but it's still bad. Um, we'll throw this out there to you, too. Cam Thomas of the, the Brooklyn Nets, right? You mentioned KD tanking, what Brooklyn was trying to do. Cam Thomas has now missed 20 straight shots. Wow. 20 straight shots for a dude, Strick, whose one job is to put the ball in the basket. Cam Thomas came into the league from LSU You know, NBA-ready bag, his job's going to be to score. Cam Thomas puts him up. But if you've missed 20 in a row, don't you try passing once? I think you try (laughs) passing or going to the
2: rack, getting to the free-throw line. That's the key is is, if if you're struggling uh, from perimeter and what that does is it creates like a little inner tension in Mm. you. Like you start trying to guide it instead of shoot it. Mm -hmm. You start trying to... uh, You like, sometimes you'll hold the ball a little bit longer. So you'll start shooting on the way down as as opposed to on the way up. So you want to get to the free throw line so you can freaking figure out what that stroke is. Mm -hmm. You want to get in the gym too and figure out like, you know, you want to get on the film and figure out what are you doing on your, are you fading? Are you Mm -hmm. leaning back? Are you, you know, figure out how you get to more of an upright or going towards the basket a little bit more mm-hmm. so that you can finish. Are you pulling the string? Sometimes what Casey Tominaga does, Right, you know, he gets in there, he could probably draw more fouls, but he starts doing that pull, that that string pull and and follow through, you know, follow
0: through with that thing. So you, you, you can figure those things out, but that's 20 straight is that's, that's, that's difficult to do. And of course, if you're going to score, you know, that level, you have to believe the next one's going down and Cam Thomas is, you know, Taken and made a lot of tough shots, tougher than I assume he's missing. As you look back at all the guys you played with in your college and NBA careers, who's the guy that's most likely to go over twenty, but keep getting him up there? Ooh, and what? And what? Anyone that you played with that was just that gun that in, is in, over twenty in the league? Yeah. Ooh,
2: that's a that's a tough one. But I would say there was a guy in Vancouver by the name of Michael Dickerson. Okay. Like Michael Dick, he played at Arizona. Michael Dickerson, he played with Bibby and all them and they mm. ended up playing in, in, in the NBA together. Uh he 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 would get him up. <laughs> he didn't he didn't care. Another one would be like Desmond Mason, who played really? at Oklahoma hmm. State. Uh, Desmond would get him up. Hmm. And he didn't care. Um What's it like playing with a guy like that? Antoine Walker. Twan would do it? Twan <laughs> hey, Tuan did
0: not care. <laughs> Tuan is getting them in. Getting them up, getting them in. He's getting them up, getting them in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Tuan is definitely one as
0: well. Were those the guys who passed the ball to and you're like, uh, why did I do that? I better start heading back to play defense now. Mm, so
2: <laughs> Tuan, why we were successful is because Tuan changed that mentality, you know, mm. toned it down. Like he still was doing it, but he toned it down.
0: Gotcha. So
2: because of that, that's, what, that's why we were able to be successful. Paul Paul is one of the most efficient school. Paul Pierce, one of the most efficient scorers I played with played with. Like Mm -hmm. where he knew where he wanted to get to. He had that good slow man fake. Everything to him looked like it was something, you know, he was gonna do or shoot or everything he did had some purpose to it. And he he could get to wherever he wanted to anytime he wanted to, and it didn't matter where 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 you were. He was gonna still get it off and still make it.
0: That's incredible. He's Strick. I'm Austin. This is On The Block. We're with you for another 15 minutes or so here. Got Thirsty Thursday coming up with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. We'll put a bow on uh, this show of On The Block. Get you set up for old school here in just a minute.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.